Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, Discussing Photography, a podcast all about the things that we love about photography. This is Focus on Rotation, where I have different hosts joining me at the desk as we share and learn each week. Come and enjoy this week's episode with us. Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, Discussing Photography. Hi, I'm Steve Finkel. On this episode of Focus, I'm flying solo. I hope everyone's kind of settling into uh, 2022. I know, like I said, it's still, for a lot of people, there's still a bit of a bumpy road ahead. But, you know, photography is one of those things that can really, I suppose, help you get through times when things aren't kind of going the way you want them to. At least photography, you've got some control over what happens with the camera and what you capture. And today I want to talk to you about monochrome photography. Now, monochrome photography is, is kind of timeless photography. It's been around, you know, since the dawn of photography. And, you know, for many people who, in the space, in the enthusiast or amateur space, black and white photography was something they could do at home in the dark room. You didn't need a lot of equipment to do it. So it became very popular that um, people would actually, like I said, set up a bit of a home dark room and be able to, to go to the, uh, typically it was like your chemist shops were selling things like your developers and your chemicals and your papers and that type of stuff, as well as photographic stores. But So you could actually go off and buy the, the stuff you needed to develop your own images at home and, and that type of stuff. And colour was um, for really advanced, um, I suppose, uh, enthusiast photographers, um, but it was more difficult to process colour. And like I said, black and white chemicals were more forgiving as far as, you know, if you were a bit out here or a bit out there, you could still actually still get a pretty good result. So I can remember as a kid, you know, being fascinated with our darkroom at home, being able to go in there and develop film and then develop, um, then take that film into the enlarger and then be able to print and convert those images or those negatives into prints. And like I said, black and white was the... Um, the chemical set that we had it readily available to me when I was younger, so you know I did a lot of um, sh- shooting in black and white or monochrome. It's an area of photography that's still really, really like it's just never gone really out of style. Like it, it's been like I said around since the beginning, but it, it's something that some photographers haven't really dabbled much in. Sometimes people have done a, you know the occasional black and white conversion or, or whatever but I haven't really set out and create say a, a series of black and white images and I think it like I said it's a really good tool for expanding your creativity as a photographer because removing color from the image sometimes then you have to rely on other things in the image to make it a strong image and like I said some black and white images are incredibly strong because they're well you know the composition's good the subject matter's great and that type of stuff so for people who maybe recently found photography in the last few years and haven't really you know dived much into monochrome I'm suggesting to you to really have a bit of a deep dive and have a bit of a look at monochrome and actually start experimenting and trying some monochrome photography yourself I think you'll be really surprised of how creative you can get with monochrome and some of the type of results you can get and like I said you can create some very unique looks with monochrome images that you can't um, replicate with colour and I think I said you know one of the appeals for it um, black and white is that it, it strips away some of the distractions that sometimes appears in photos quite often there'll be you know objects in the photo that are brightly coloured that 
your eye will automatically go to. In a monochrome situation, you don't. You might concentrate more on the intended subject rather than some of the stuff in the background. So every digital camera that's been made has, has a mode, I think, to be able to shoot in monochrome or black and white. You can go into your camera settings and as you capture images in monochrome, you can actually see them on the back screen. And I think it's really useful sometimes to have the camera set to monochrome so you can actually see the results on the back of the camera. So you can actually make um, changes to your composition and changes to uh, exposure values and those type of things based on what you're seeing on the back of the camera rather than taking a colour image and then trying to imagine it as a black and white image. Now, one of the tricks you can do, obviously, like I said, with most cameras, you can go in and change it uh, and, and different manufacturers will call it different things, but... You know, one manufacturer calls it picture styles, so in picture styles you can choose monochrome. You can also change the way it looks on the back of the camera as well. Quite often there's um, settings where you can change the sharpness, you can change uh, the contrast, you can change, you know, a number of different things in the image so you can kind of get something close to what you might want to process it to in when you get it back in front of your computer. The other trick too is obviously that's, that... When it when you're shooting a monochrome, it's just what you're seeing is a is the JPEG um, rendering of that image. So if you shoot in JPEG and RAW, you'll have the JPEG in um, recorded and captured and saved on the card as monochrome. But the RAW file will normally be everything that the camera saw, so it'll be the the color image. So this way, you've got the advantage of going back. Even if you set your camera up to shoot monochrome and then you decide that one of the shots you took, you'd really prefer it as a colour image, you've got the raw image there to to work with. And like I said, you may want to take your, the raw image and then do a conversion in black and white in your favourite post-production program as well. So you've got, you know, again, got some options. So it's about exploring your camera, exploring your camera settings and looking in there what's available and getting an understanding. So you want to try and obviously... Give yourself as many advantages as you can. Like I said, having both files is really handy because, like I said, you've got the a monochrome file you can see on the back of the camera so you can actually see how you're going and how it looks and, and that type of thing so you can get an appreciation for how the image is actually turning out. So what type of things can you shoot in monochrome? Well, you know, back in the day, newspapers were shot, you know, all monochrome, um, you know, newspapers were monochrome, so every conceivable thing that ended up in the newspaper as a photo was um, a black and white image. So basically black and white can be used for absolutely any type of image. And I think the, I think you know, there is an area too where black and white does really shine as a, as a great medium to play with and that's portraiture photography. I really think black and white portraiture photography is, is, is timeless. It's, it's, it is it's just something else and you can create some really interesting mood and you can create some really interesting um, feeling with it in those photographs by using, um, like I said, black and white and um, taking away the colour distractions of maybe what the people are wearing or other items of um, that they may be in the scene that actually, like I said, could detract or could take away from the subject. But like I said, you can shoot anything. I mean, people shoot sunsets in monochrome, which is, you think, well, hang on a minute, sunsets all about the all about the colour and the you know, the vibrance and all the all that in the sky, um, how can you justify, you know, shooting something like that in monochrome? Well, you've got all the, the clouds and all the textures and all those different things, so monochrome will render that differently. So sometimes, like I said, it's 
it can create you a completely different look by using something like monochrome to, to capture something like that. Now, the other thing which you may notice that when you go into monochrome settings on your camera, you may see that there might be some filter options available to you where it says apply a filter. Now, what used to happen, I suppose, back in the day, shooting film on black and white, day where you wanted to kind of bring the clouds out in the sky, you might put a red filter in front of the, in front of the camera, which will actually allow you to get you know, better detail in the clouds and that type of thing. So the, the modern equivalent digital version of, of that is that um, it can apply a biased red filter or, or other different kind of filters. I suggest that you have a bit of a play with filters in shooting in camera. Um, and look, if you've got access to coloured filters to put on the front of the camera, by all means, that's a fantastic um, experimental thing to do as well. But like I said, a lot of cameras actually do give you the ability to be able to replicate the, the effect of a filter. You know, and, and like I said, you'll see how it will change the different aspects of the photo. It'll change the contrast in different areas of the photo. And really, black and white, that's what you've got to work with, really. It's just this you know, contrast between you know, the black spectrum and the white spectrum and every shade of grey in between is that by having some tools like filters to actually be able to uh, make some parts of the picture... Um, kind of pop I know saying pop for black and white is kind of a bit of a a bit of a strange thing to say but I mean you can actually make um, parts of a black and white picture pop by using filters and actually getting just the way it will produce that image and it'll just give it a totally different look I know most times people think about pop it's that pop of color um, but yeah like I said it is possible to do that like I said in a monochrome image so the, like I said, it's something that some people have never really bothered to shoot because they haven't really, I suppose, had the had the need or had the inkling to actually shoot monochrome. But I'd throw a challenge out to photographers out there who, you know, if you haven't shot monochrome before, definitely go out and have a crack at it because, like I said, you'll be surprising. You might be surprised at the results, and you might actually find you find another new thing about to love about photography. And for all those people out there who were, you know, back in the day black and white shooters and haven't shot black and white for a while, here's a good chance to kind of be a bit, I suppose, um, you know, reminisce about how how things used to be and go back and look at, you know, start looking at the world in a black and white tones. And like I said, it's um, it's the way the, the, the world was for a long time. I can remember as a kid growing up, you know, TV was black and white and I can remember when uh, colour TV became available and, you know, you know, you'd, you'd go around to a friend's place and they'd got, just got the latest, you know, colour TV and TV stations were starting to broadcast programs in colour and it was just such a difference and you'd go home and then you'd look at your um, monochrome and you'd be felt a, bit, a little bit sad that you didn't have this new technology. But, I mean, it, it for generations that was the medium and that was the way uh, people saw the world. So people sitting in their lounge rooms would often... You know, seeing they'd see the news of the world, they'd see the events of the world, they'd see all those things um, through monochrome images, and 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 like I said, it for a lot of people that was um, you could still take a lot away from it. I mean, in the world today where we're we're kind of, it's all about the look and the color and the saturation and all that type of stuff. I think it did strip it back and make it a much simpler. It was a much simpler time, and like I said, maybe. Even, even I'd probably even dare to say photography might have been a bit more pure back then as well in monochrome. Probably, like I said, we didn't have the distractions of, of some of the some of the things that happen. 
And I think for people who may be shooting stuff on their phone and who may be played with, you know, Instagram and the filters and that type of thing, so there's many, you know, different um, monochrome or vintage-style filters that can replicate, you know, a film look and um, and that type of thing. And even that's worth something to have a play with, just experiment to see how different subjects behave when captured in monochrome. And like I said, if you try and shoot stuff that you probably didn't ever think would be kind of suitable subjects for monochrome, you might be surprised because, like I said, back in the day, that was all that you know the press photographers had was a you know, bunch of monochrome film in their camera and not off they'd go and report on the world. And like I said, I think it's, um, it's how you treat subject, it's how you compose the subject and it's the elements that you include in the image in a monochrome that can um, really make that a powerful image that people will, will stop today and even look at. And like I said, it's kind of even, you know, if you started posting you know, a bunch of monochrome images on your Instagram, it, it's just something different too to give you a, a different kind of, I suppose, look to what everyone else is doing. People may just stop and look and, oh, look at this. Oh, I never thought um, that would look so good in, in, in monochrome. And like I said, it's just, a, a, as photographers, we're all looking for that thing to do, um, how we can become more creative, how we can become more expressive in our photography, how we can kind of, I suppose, show a little bit of ourselves in the image. And like I said, monochrome might just give you that edge to be able to do something a little bit different other than what other people are doing. You know, even like it's worth kind of, I think, if you're shooting um, commercially and you're shooting for clients, particularly for people photos, to give them an option to be able to shoot some, to, to, to say, look, I'd, I'd like to do some in monochrome if you don't mind. When I've shot different um, events, like, you know, I've shot graduation events and different things like that, and I, I will always shoot some monochrome images in amongst the colour images. And quite often the clients will want a one or two of the monochrome images as well because it's just, you know, again, it's just something different. And like I said, it can capture people in a different way. And I think, you know, I, I still just love the look of a good exposed monochrome image. It's just fantastic. So on this episode of Focus, we've been talking about monochrome and or black and white. And like I said, it's an area that people can go off and explore. And again, it's one of those areas where... It's available to every photographer, basically. It's 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 a tool in the toolbox. That's what I always say with monochrome, and like a lot of the techniques you have in in um, in your toolbox. I mean, there's a couple of techniques that really work really really well with monochrome, and that's high key. Um, I love kind of monochrome high key images, and you know, monochrome high key is is basically where there's a lot of white in the image. And your subject will be hopefully correctly exposed, but um, some of the background will be blown out to give this nice white light um, feel to the image. Again, it can work really high key images, can work really good in portraiture photography. And similarly, um, low key images can um, transmit a different type of mood. I, I love low key when shooting something like a um, street photography and monochrome. Shooting in a, a low key, which so again you've got a lot of a lot of um, contrast, a lot of dark dark areas in the image, it can can become very grungy and very um, street kind of centric um, looking images. And like again, it can actually help with your storytelling because you know you can you can kind of make it look that grungy look, and you can give it that you know extra bit of 
I suppose, pop. Um, when people look at the image, this looks a bit more powerful. Looks a little bit more, a bit more of a story in there. So, and again, it's like so. These are techniques that can be used, obviously, with color. You can use, you know, high key and low key images and color. But I really think both high key and low key really come onto their own in monochrome. I think they, you know, and look back in the day when you were a photographer and you basically only had um, the offerings of of um, monochrome to try and make yourself different that's why people experimented things like high key and low key because that was one of the things they could do to create an image that was a little bit different and um, to give people a bit of variety I suppose what to look at and like I said so there's lots of uh, options these days like I said to explore monochrome using filters and that like thing which I mentioned earlier Coloured filters will give you different results and like I said, sometimes those coloured filters can be applied in post. You can, In a lot of programs you can actually go in and apply a kind of a colour filter over the black and white image or monochrome image and you'll actually see how certain parts of the image really kind of react to that, um, that filter and how the light, it changes the light and how, that, how it kind of comes through to the viewer. So like I said, if you're new to photography or even if you've been shooting for a long, long time, Maybe it's time to revisit and think about getting a, getting a camera set up and, and going out and shooting in, in monochrome. And one of the other things too, quite often monochrome, a lot of people who shot images, you know, um, back when they were younger, that would be shot something on like a, you know, it might have been on a 128 or, or 120 film. It was a square format film, a one-to-one film. Um, a lot of cameras these days you can actually go into the, uh, and again, it's in areas like the picture styles where you can actually change the back display from the normal display to something like a one by one. So you actually get you're actually capturing it as a square image on the sensor to give that kind of more, I suppose, authentic retro look. When you're looking at the back of the camera, you can kind of, I mean, you can always um, you can always kind of envisage an image when you crop it square, where you might crop it. But sometimes when you go to crop an image and you've shot it, say, in landscape, sometimes it doesn't quite crop the way you want or sometimes you shoot it in you know, vertical mode, it's still you're not quite getting the look you want. But if you set the camera up to shoot in one-to-one so you can actually see on the back of the camera, you can kind of see straight away how it's working and whether or not you need to move some of your subject or your elements around in the image to, to help with the composition and make it stronger. And like I said, it's just some. It's 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 a tool that you can do. Like I said, um, using the features that are in the camera. And like I said, um, a lot of people will have these features available to them. Even on the iPhone, I mean, they have the portrait mode or the square mode. You can shoot obviously square on on um, the iPhone, and that's really kind of replicating that old the old days of of that film era where images were shot one to one. And like I said, we you know world moved on but we still love some of the things of the past i mean if you have a look at a lot of the stuff that happens things like you know fashion becomes um recycled and people love old fashion um quite often they love old decor you see quite a lot of people you know doing the kind of retro stuff and even manufacturers capitalize on this sometimes you know making the retro mix masters and fridges and kitchen appliances that you know were, were kind of prominent during the 50s and it's interesting because during the 50s most people's access to um, photography probably was monochrome but 
outside, but in life there was all these colourful things happening, like colourful fridges and you know, colourful appliances. So it's kind of interesting now how, I suppose, um, things have, have changed and how things have evolved. And like I said, even like for all the modern technology today, you can still take that monochrome image and you can stop people in their tracks and they really like will enjoy and love looking at that image. Uh, like I said, it just takes... It, it just takes the viewer to a different place and it may even be like it takes it back in time like I mean and that, that's one of the interesting things I think it's always interesting sometimes like as a photographer um, sometimes when you're creating a, a, an image or a story you want to take the viewer to a different place and it does allow you by shooting monochrome to take people back in time so you could set up pictures that are actually with the intention of giving the impression that this could have been taken 50 years ago or it could have been taken five minutes ago. I think that's always interesting to be able to kind of have people think about a photo, look at a photo and think, oh, is this a new photo or is this something that's really, really old? And like I said, people um, quite often, um, you know, a pleasantly surprised reaction they'll get from people who um, look at monochrome images so, yeah, on this episode we've been talking and exploring the idea of, of taking your photography to an, another creative place and using one of those creative tools that are in the toolbox, which is using monochrome. And I think, like I said, it's it's something I just love it. I mean, I've never lost my love of monochrome, even from the age when I first started shooting photography because it was kind of, that was what was available to me at the time. And I suppose, so I had a very long apprenticeship in monochrome images and when I started shooting, you know, 35 mil stuff. I kind of gravitated to slides because I loved, I suppose I loved the colour that transparencies gave me and the ability to be able to, you know, project these images up on a big screen and you can see them on a bigger scale and, you know, had all of this colour that popped. But I'd pretty much I used to shoot with two bodies and so I'd, I'd have slide film in one body and I'd have... Um, tripan or, or one of the other black and white films in in the other body because sometimes I didn't want to catch everything in color it was not always you know things that there were some things I wanted to capture in monochrome and for various different reasons and like I said it just gave just gave a another look or just like I said I found it was useful as a as a tool to tell the story better or convey um, a feeling about the image so like I said, go off and, and, you know, if you're not sure, read your manual of your camera, um, jump on YouTube, look at some of the tutorials about shooting in monochrome. And like I said, there's um, a whole world of, I suppose, discovery to be had by going out and shooting with something different. And like I said, it's funny how like in this world of technology, sometimes we just love to go back to some of the older things, the more simpler things. And I, that's what I think black and white photography is a simple photography it's an honest photography and I think it's something like I said that we should all embrace and we should all kind of keep it alive and I, I know that it's, it's not going to die anytime soon we did a podcast very very back in the early days and you know focus has been on on air or on the web now for over three years and I think we did one of the early ones we talked about is black and white photography dead and at the time my co-host Terry and myself we we debated about you know was it still relevant today was was monochrome still had a place and we back then we said yeah look at this and we both grew up on a on a 
I suppose, on a diet of monochrome um, coming through our early photography careers and, and, like I said, loving medium and loving loving what we could do with it and loving how we could, you know, use that to create images. And I know Terry, was, she was a big fan of um, high key. She had a lot of her portraiture photography. She shot it in high key and she, she did some beautiful work. So, like I said, it's... And that's something maybe that you have one you want to go off and experiment with and shoot some portraiture and shoot some portraiture monochrome high key and just kind of Google what you need to how you need to set the camera up. But essentially, it's it's like blowing out the highlights, like deliberately blowing out the highlights, and but keeping the subject um, so the subject's still recognisable. You know, you don't want to blow everything out, so you you just got a whole page of white pixels. But like I said, it's it is a very good a tool and like I said it can create a really great mood or great feeling which can give you Im- images just that extra impact so if you've enjoyed this episode please let us know um, we love your feedback we always love people when they kind of drop us a message or send us a dm or they do something else um, we love to kind of hear from people I always suggest people that you need to keep kind of creative and you need to keep pushing the boundaries and keep trying to find yourself that thing that keeps you fresh in your photography or keeps your you know your mind active and um, you may have heard me talk about I think the end of last year we were talking about photo mission one of the new ventures which um, we were venturing on which was photography props and we can now have about I think we've got about 40 photography they're bespoke um, most of them are bespoke that I've made personally myself and they're props that have been built with the idea of people being able to integrate them into an image to, to create something creative, they can be found on the Photo Mission Facebook uh, page. There's a, on the Facebook shop and there you can actually, and they're actually, your props are actually for hire. Unfortunately, they're only available to people in the greater kind of southeast Brisbane area, southeast Queensland or Brisbane area. Uh, at this stage, there's no interstate or you know, overseas, but you know we'll see what happens. We'll see how popular these props are and if they are, uh, become popular. We may actually be able to look at ways that we can extend the the you know the availability of the props out to people who live outside of Brisbane. So I suggest jump in and have a look if you're in the Greater Brisbane area. Have a look at those props, and maybe you know someone who really loves trying to create their fantasy photos, or they've got a passion project on, and they're looking for some unique pieces to put to kind of intertwine to give that little bit of extra creative flair. Anyway been great talking and i hope you really kind of enjoy your photography and um until next time have fun see ya that's all for this episode this week thanks for listening if you enjoyed the show please leave us a comment and don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcast app and social media sites remember photography is a pursuit where there's always something new to learn safe and happy shooting everyone Oh,